Welcome, Cowhorse. Full contact by Ben Self with host Chris Dawson and Russell Dilday. Cowhorse Full Contact is a view into the industry from our eyes. Seeing some of the people that we've seen and grown up with and getting to hear some of the stories we've loved our whole cow horse lives and would like to share with you. And along the way, we might come up with a little bit of information that helps you on your journey in the cow horse. Today, we're sitting down with the legendary Sam Rose, a major driving force behind the world show moving to Texas and reaching the pinnacle of success that we're enjoying today. We're looking forward to getting his perspective on the evolution of cow horse competition. Afternoon, Sam. Hey, good to be here, Chris. Yes, sir. So we're here with Russell Dilday and Sam Rose, and we are uh, trying to kind of have some shows leading up to this World's Greatest Horseman and try and want to get a little, uh, some kind of a judge's viewpoint. Okay. We've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of evolution in this event in the last, uh, what, 20 years that we've been having it. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, 20th anniversary. So I kind of want to start out and kind of talk about a little of that. Well, you know, I don't know, I can't remember what year, but I went there with it, uh, with a mayor one time, made the finals, and I, I was pretty green. I, I grew up around cattle and roping and cutting and doing all that stuff, but I was still pretty green as, as far as going down the fence. Probably still are, but I uh, remember when Ron won it, at, I, I think I was judging it. Back in those days, and when they had it at the Lazy E, you know, a uh, few of the West Coast guys came, but some of them didn't rope very good. So they thought that was a long haul just for one horse, one rider. So anyway, uh, there would be 18, maybe so, 20, if I'm guessing. Russell can probably help me there. Uh, but uh, there just wasn't that many horses and that many guys that could do all four events, you know. They could do three, but the roping kind of took a toll on a few of them, you know. So as time went on, we passed till it came to Fort Worth, and then things seemed to grow, and we incorporated it with a world show, which that started at Stephenville to San Angelo to Fort Worth. And uh, back in those days, there weren't that many horses that could really excel in all four events and riders too. So anyway, I think the roping had more to do with it and the other three. So anyway, with that being said, uh, I think that, uh, now if I remember last year, there was 50, some 51, two in the world's greatest. And then they started the junior deal and that's a big hit, you mm -hmm. know, let the kids come. So anyway, with that going, uh, back and forth, uh, we all froze at Stephenville. Right, and then we moved to San Angelo, great, great arena there. You know, just uh, not a big enough town, but they still filled it up pretty much there for the world's greatest finals and stuff. So that's really the premier event. Uh, what we find now is, uh, I think having the used to back that I can remember uh, the two rain horse, you know, it, it, it was costly, the no money. And I think really with uh, going forward with the bridal spectaculars, the West coast bridal spectacular, all those things, it let people hold those horses over 
And, you know, you can make some money with a horse now uh, just in the bridal classes sure. if, you, if you have a good one. You know, you sure can. I mean, they'll pay their way. Right. That's a big deal. You bet. They're probably the best money because they're, they're already made and you can show forever in the bridal. You know, the, talk about a little bit about how the evolution of the value in the bridal horse has come around since the world's richest well, I think the world's richest, uh, that was a big I meant I meant the world's greatest. I know, I know, Russell, because cause you had something to do with the world's richest. Uh, you, but anyway, make a long story short, talking to that, I was at there, the first one there. Anyway, we, we, we had no way of catching Ron on his oh. horse, but uh, we, uh, uh, there was a lot of difference between first and second. So anyway, it was still worth the trip to go to win your money back or at least have that kind of presentation there for the open bridle. But I think with the world's greatest now, there's more horses. There, the guys all rope fairly decent now. I mean, they they they, they all catch, you know, and uh, it's a uh, it's really a spectator sport. You know, the first year they had it at Fort Worth, they had the herd work in the Watt Arena. That's probably the worst arena to try to show a cutting horse in at all the facility that Fort Worth has. So things, uh, we uh, they had the finals, I believe, back in the herd work in the John Justin, which was a lot better, flat fence and cattle spread out. and It's a, just a better place, it is. Everybody can get plenty of... There's plenty of cattle there. There's four or five ho- cows to the horse there in the finals, and you know there's there's cattle to cut. There sure. sure is. The difference in uh, the rope, how many, how much better they people have gotten in the rope, and I think, and I want your take on this is how many people we're getting from a roping background that are training now versus a long time ago. It just seems like there's a lot of people that really rope that are trained in cow horses now. You know, before the world's greatest started, uh, you guys can refresh me. They used to have a stock horse championship in California. Then they did the four events, but you could get someone else to come in there and rope on your horse. That's going further back. Sure. But but, uh, anyway, uh, I, I, I agree with, with with Russell somewhat, I don't agree with him all the time, you know. But uh, <laughs> I think the 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 guys, uh, well, you take Telford and Matt Cook and guys like that. Boyd, he roped all his life and uh, and keep. I mean, go on and on and on. I, sure. I I mean, everybody there has a chance. It's just I I, I used to you would and, and you still see it. People that it will excel in the cutting and you see some that excel in the raining and then you see people that rope that rope used to rope for a living or they still do and uh uh then it all comes down to the fence but you can't stump your toe in that and make the stumble into the finals there now so there's a lot of good horses now and the breed of the horse has got better the old guys that i grew up with as a kid uh you know, you would never hear if you uh, done something well or good. You'd hear when you did, didn't did do something well or good, you know, and they weren't much about 
trying to teach people. And I think the new generation of the cow horse people are more accessible to a young trainer. There's, there's better ways to learn. There's a more, I'm not going to say camaraderie, but it's the, it's, it's the, the, the old guys didn't, they'd tell you just enough to get you to enter, you know, and that didn't matter if it's a cutting or what, you know? So anyway, with that going, uh, up till now, you know, all those guys are willing to help, you know, I say Chris is, I, I don't know if anybody would want any Russell's Russell's help or not, but, uh, anyway, <laughs> just with as that, a life coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, uh, I know Corey and all those guys, you know, that win and they're the, they're the stars now, you know, and, uh, I think just the, the horse, the breeding from the older horses that used to show, I, I, I did a interview here, not this year at the NCHA fraternity, but last year. And they interviewed me down there and what's the difference between the early horses that won the world championship, which was a big deal then, and it still is. But uh, there, there's a, always special horses in any discipline that really set the tone, you know, of the day. I, I believe that the great horses, fence horses from yesterday could show today too, mm-hmm. you know. They might not be as dramatic in the raining, but – they still kind of know how to go go ahead of cow on the fence sure. and, and, and get in the right spot. Sure. You know? Well, you see them old videos, you know, and you'll see some. I know I've noticed there's some that, yeah, you could plug that right in. Well, sure. And then there's some of them that I've well, been a little disappointed well, in. Well, yeah, yeah. You, I, you know? It, but, it, it, it's the evolution of the horse. Sure. You know, and the, and the, and the bloodlines and. And the show. And the shows and the ground and everything's ground. just better. You yeah. know, it is better. It is uh, better. When Greg was sick, Tana, uh, my wife had her dad trained with Greg Young, and they had a ton of old on the reel videos. So Tana had taken them and put them onto VHS, <laughs> updated to VHS, which right. is gone now. But I uh, took a copy over to Greg to watch while he was you know down for a little bit and he said man i'm glad you brought that over because i got to thinking that now these horses are not as good as they used to be we used to be so much better but he said boy after watching that video (laughs) that raining was a little rough (laughs) but in watching them i did feel like the the cow work was not far off in the old days they're working on working cattle on picket fences and chain link and they're making turns, and they're the going fast. Get, getting on their hawk and getting back yeah. out of there, and there wasn't no circling turn. Pretty much <laughs> on a loose bridle rein, too. Yep. Yeah. Yes, on loose rein. Yeah. The raining was a kind of uh, – one thing that was enjoyable about the raining back then, they had no hesitation. Yeah. So the raining run was so fast that it was easier to – it was more fun to watch. But <laughs> – the headset and the tail set and the open mouth deal was just not. <laughs> it wasn't how Greg remembered, uh, obviously. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. But I, as far as the fence horses go, there's it, it. It's like any 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 sport. You know, you see horses that are trendsetters, and uh, you know they have their day. 
But, you know, there's just special horses that excel that time has nothing to do with it. That's what I, I I do believe that. Yeah, there's some looking back and looking now, there's, I think, Sam, that part of what keeps that fence work so current is that there's so much of it is the horse's responsibility and the horse still has to accept guidance from the rider. Exactly. So that carries through. You know, you know, I think uh, a lot of horses from the time they're broke as two-year-olds or long this time of the year, to you know, coming twos and stuff, that they get so many circles and arena, arena drills. So, you know, a horse has just so many stops in him, and I, I think you guys can relate to that. They're just going to go to the ground. That's so just a – handful of time there's great horses that they'll stop on the road just like they will in the arena with a good ground but uh i i I think that those horses need when a lot of people don't have the space to go ride them outside and do just do let them be horses you know there's a way to just ride one and not have to be dinking with him all the time and 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 you know we we see great fence runs now We, we we do there's no question about it but then you'll see a horse come through there and he'll do a little he he'll run and do his fence turns with a little bit of loose rein and he's rating the cow and he's not fudging he's getting where you want to go you know and uh uh it it's it's really special you know some and some of those horses I'll use back in the day special effort won the triple crown uh, in a quarter horse race and dash for cash uh Back in his day, uh, broke Jet Deck's track record at Los Alamitas out of the one hole, and there hadn't been a ha- hadn't been an allowance race run one all year out of the one. He run down there in twenty one seventeen with about six links of light, and the best horses going. So you see horses like that, you know that that do do that. And uh, Secretariat is another horse of yesterday that could run today. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if he is here, they'd all have a lot of trouble. You know, they would. So, but anyway, be as it may. Same thing with it. When did you start, when do you remember hanging around the cow horse? You know, Russell, I didn't grow up in it. Uh, I grew up here. I know Bobby Ingersoll had the first shot back when the snaffle bit first started, and him and Ronnie Richards and Tony Amarell and them guys that come by, our kind of third string kind of gildens or whatever. I never... I never, I always wanted to do it, but I just, we just, it, it wasn't in our vocabulary then, you know, with the cutting horses and the roping horses and all this stuff. You guys you know. were super, just super into the cutting and the roping back in those days. Yeah, right? and the halter and no, whatever, right. you know. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, be as it may, uh, I, uh, Bobby, I've known him all my life, Ronnie, just about the same way. And, uh, Tony, of course, he's been gone for a while, but, uh, uh, Les Volt, he come down, he, he bought a horse or two, you know? So, I mean, it was, I don't know why, but it's, it's just like trading horses. You know, you'll find one that you'd like in California and there's probably one 20 miles of your house, same kind of horse <laughs> right. and you don't do it. It just right. sounds better. Right. You know, yeah. so. Went to Texas and got one. So in, in those days, I mean, educate me a little, was there any cow horse at all? back here or was it just i mean was it strictly in i mean i know we talked about it come up being the california range cow horse but was there 
any variation of it back here? Was it just strictly the cutting and the roping back here? And- cutting and raining and the roping yep. and things like that. I can't remember what year, but Daddy got a big 50000 added derby here at Fort Worth back in the day. For the uh, rain cow horse. For the rain cow mm-hmm. horse. And all the guys come, you know, and uh, it was a good show. Got all the money and the cattle donated. But I think that was to help the NRCHA at the time to to kind of get it off back in here. But mm-hmm. that, I can't remember what year it was, Chris, but it was 80-something, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah. But probably back then, you know, to make a living, you have to have some monthly shows and you couldn't train cow horses for a one when there's cuttings and ropings every weekend. Well, I mean, the cutting was our bread and butter here yeah. and the roping and we roped and rope calves. And, and back when I was small, I never did dally at all. We tied on and you'd get step off the head and horse and go tie the square knot, you know. So anyway, uh, that was that was back years back, mm-hmm. you know, be as, it, be as it may, it is so. When's the first time you think that you saw uh, the cow horse showing up here where it would be something that you could train at and go to some weekend shows at? You know, I, I don't I, really, Russell, I, I, I don't remember. They would have maybe one or two shows a year somewhere, you know, around. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not even saying in this area, maybe Amarillo or somewhere up there, you know, and they're just it just wasn't feasible to train those horses and we had horses that didn't make cutting horses but they were really broke and they handled well and they changed leads and they turned and they spun you could do all of it on them but there just wasn't anywhere to go we uh uh, when I was, uh, I don't know, I didn't even have my driver's license, I don't think, 15 maybe. My dad had a roan horse that we kept around here, and uh, we took him, he took me to one youth show, and I won my first saddle on that horse, and I roped calves on him and showed him in the rain and, and done all the stuff, you know. So anyway, with that being said, after that, Ronnie came down and bought that horse. His registered name was Panama Pat. And they took him out there, and they won everything on him, Ronnie did. And, and, and I think that horse might have won the stock horse championship they had somewhere mm. out there, like the four event. Four event, yeah. 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 So we sold horses that went out there and did well, but as far as having a monetary value, a training a cow horse or a horse down the fence, we just – it, it 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 wasn't here, you know. So, pro- could you say that there's been no real industry for the cow horse here till after the World Show came here to Fort Worth, the cow horse world? I, I I would say so. You know, I I think it might have kicked off, uh, Russell, simply because I know Larry Bell and yep. Dan and myself. I got a bunch of sponsors for yep. that thing, and. Uh, as it went on, they were having, SRCHA was having some shows then around even before that. So so I'm going to say, uh, golly. So uh, mid-90s or so would be. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, as a ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. like Carl McQuistian and uh, Steve well, Metcalf maybe. Well, having... yeah, 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 but they'd go to Colorado uh, oh, and right. stuff. Uh, yep. Carl, Carl, but, but the SRCHA was in its infancy then you know and then larry and myself got a hold of the srcha and we got some money 
raised and gathered in it and put on some shows and some added futurity, pre-futurity things. And yeah, Glenn, that's, that's the time I remember. I come, me and Todd, we moved back here, yeah, and you yeah, guys were yeah, super yeah, involved in yeah, running that deal. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and we were proud to do it. That's uh, something I enjoyed. I hadn't ever been around it all that much, but I, I, I didn't mind. I enjoy it. That's a great event. Sure. It is. It is. You probably had to know when you started that it was going to fit back well, here on Sam. Well, yeah. I, and, and, and what I kept telling the group there when we decided to start the world show is that that, and, and fast forward to now, it serves more members that show than any other show's that we put on or NRCHA puts on because it costs so much to go now. The people would pick either the Derby at Paso or or where the snaffle bit was at Reno and, you know, this and that and the other. And when it all transpired to here, it's more easy to fly into DFW or people come, come out of Canada, three or four provinces up there from New York, from Florida to here they came. And we put the put the derby in there then i got penny youngblood penny and, young uh, Lord, yep. to put the circle wide derby in gave us some money and yep. uh got that started simply to try to get let the guys fill up their trailers to come you know to uh get this thing started you know so anyway it hindsight uh is always 2020 but we 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 were passionate enough to try to keep this thing going and get it better and and as Years go by, the world show, uh, the only thing I've been after them uh, to do is add more money to those classes and make it worth the time to come to win a little money. And I think in 2020 here, we're going to have a lot of uh, a big kick in there from Texas, uh, Texas money, and the world shows are going to get a lot better. Yeah, it's going to be outstanding. You bet. Very excited about that. You bet. Well, like I say, I think a lot of people maybe don't realize how instrumental you were in getting a lot of this stuff moved over here and, and just the overall promotion of the rain cow horse. Well, and, 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 and two, you know, it's, uh, uh, it takes a good, nice arena. Stephenville was money wise was okay. And usually that time of the year in February, it's not that bad. And damn, we had ice storms. We had <laughs> we snow storms. We got everything all one year there. Mm-hmm. And, and the seating wasn't very comfortable. And But anyway, we had it. So anyway, we got, we, we got it going. And thank God it's to Fort Worth now. I don't remember you not being involved, but I wasn't back here early. I do remember going to a pre-fraternity in Bembrook. Yeah, and uh, I think the Russell, the first time I met you was at a pre-fraternity at Ardmore. Ardmore, I remember that one. Yeah. I went to, I think I went to Benbrook first, and then Ardmore was after, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, we moved it up there. And I'm going to take that back. Benbrook wasn't a pre-fraternity; it was a post-fraternity because I drove to Idaho and showed there, and came straight through Kansas to the Benbrook fraternity. <laughs> I, I I can't remember back, but 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 that's the first time I saw Russell was. There, so that there, was uh, before the world show, wasn't it, Sam? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The world show had yeah. never started. So yet. it had. There was a little bit of probably a little bit of industry here, but mostly those guys like Metcalf and all those guys that Robert Chow and them that were training were yeah. having to do a lot of hauling. Well, yes. to make it work, huh? Well, 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 I think so. And 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 you know, they put on a show or maybe one show every two months or something. S R C H A, and you know, everybody, of course, you know the. The 
boxing is a big big number deal now and it was then people you know weren't feel safe going down the fence so anyway with that it it all uh I know Steve had horses and uh, Robert had horses and then Crawford moved back here mm-hmm. and then Ron came and, you know, it was, you had to up your game. How much did the industry rely on the AQHA class of the cow horse before the world show for the NRCHA came to Fort Worth? Were, well, were they, was it common that there were cow horses at the aqha shows yes yes before the uh, world show started yeah yeah they had some yeah they uh, not all of them did but 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 some did we sure know. had some big ones there in stephenville right before that deal oh Aaron yeah grigsby and them put that show on and sure a bunch of people would roll in here mm-hmm. that week before and get a yeah we'd get through there and do the rain and shoot you to rope cut rain did, do yeah. all do everything that quarter horse show that week and then just stay over and mm. stay at them yeah exactly as far as the horse flesh goes, Sam, you've probably seen from the time when the third rate, third string cutters, fourth string, tenth string cutters were being taken off to the cow horse versus now where it feels like people are realizing you can't take that second ring cut, third string cutting horse and go be competitive anymore in a cow horse. The level has. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right, Russell. But. But you know, back in those days of the early uh, the Reno or whatever, mm-hmm. they'd be a horse that would excel in the herd work, or they ex- then here come Todd Bergen and Crawford that could do the reining, and John Slack, John Slack. And, and those guys, and uh, then our our NRCHA judges of the day didn't get to see those kind of horses much, you know, and so they would mark them probably more than they had coming as we know today and and they'd get a jump and then they weren't too good on the fence but the old regime had the fence work figured out mm-hmm. but here the, these new guys coming in they had to learn how to work a cow and then their reining was better and then the cow work stepped up for them and then I'm not talking about any of the Hall of Famers. That's not what I'm talking about. But they didn't work as hard at the reining as those other guys had to work on the cow to get the mm. get the deal. And 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 so they kind of. I'm not saying they passed them up, but they got even with them. Sure. You know, so. Well, and then the thing about those guys being so consistent in the reining, there's no draw to it. They got to when those guys walked in here. Crawford, Bergen, and Slack, and all them guys. Yeah, sure. uh, there was a bunch more too. Yes, uh, yes. Came. Yeah. They had a solid two eighteen coming, and one event that they could count on. Where sure. is even the guys that were great in the fence? You could still draw out, but you could still make a little mistake. Them guys came in. If they could put a fence work together, they already had the rain work in their pocket. Well, well, they did. And back in. Early times when I first started going to Reno, you know, to judge or whatever, they would just kind of hold. They just kind of kept the cows out. That's about it. Everybody was worried about the herd work. And now there's some great herd horses. They're they're good in the raining and they're good down the fence. So any 20 horses that come back to the finals has a shot of winning something. Mm. Pretty big check. You know, I I watched it this year from the booth. So I watched it all, and I was amazed at, in the past, when you get to the finals 
there's about five great horses in there fighting it out. Yep. Hey, there I, there was nothing in those open finals that didn't have a chance to win it this year. I, I mean, it was I, really. I, I I agree. In 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 the depth, used to back in the '80s, you could just almost tell what horses were going to come back and do well after the go round. There's a handful of them, you know four, five, six horses that had a legit shot of winning it. And I, I agree with Russell 100%. Last year, any horse that made the finals had a shot. They sure did. They really did. And uh, and I think the same thing like you were talking about, the older riders used to keep all their information. Now the information is so available that you're seeing tons of riders that you haven't seen much before or maybe you don't know that well. Or have never seen before. Or never seen. And here they are. Yeah. Right here, knocking on first place. And I appreciate that. I think that's really great for the industry. It is. Because it doesn't feel like you have to be in it forever to be able to win. Greg well, used to tell me, hey, when you first start, you never get what you deserve. Been here a while, you get about what you deserve. And when you've been here a long time, you get way more than you deserve. And he says, I've been here a long time. I think that's the way it should be. (laughs) But it isn't that way no more, is it? No, no, it's not. And and, and Don Dodge told me a long time ago, he said, Sam, you got to really work to ruin a good horse. You have to really work at it. And, And these horses have so much ability. And they're, uh, I'm not saying they're all easy to train, but they're easier to train than them old cold-blooded things oh, we used to have. Yeah. yeah, I'd love for you to expound on some of that and uh, just hear a little more about some of them guys you grew up with, with your dad, of course, Matt Lockrow, and going on with Don Dodge and some of them guys and talk a little more about, uh, well, about the early days. Well, you know, when I was a kid, I, I, didn't, I didn't go to – I didn't hang out with the kids. I was, uh, you know, you look back and you, you're amazed at who was who you were around and who helped you and this and that and the other. And Dale Wilkinson, great friend of ours, used to come and stay with us a lot. Don and uh, uh, of course my dad, Bubba Cassio, people like that. And uh, you know they, uh, you you just don't realize it till they're all gone. What as a young person. 15 you're out there you know you're riding you're doing all you can do and little things those guys could tell you and i think about them every day when you ride a horse you know what and and don used to say he said uh, you know before you do something to a horse you need to think about what you're going to do to him first you know instead of a slap happy kind of deal you know and 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 that really resonated with me and it stuck with me you know so I, I just think people with a big string of horses, you got to have a, you're just as good as your help is, you know. Now, if I don't care if you got three lopers and they're all warming them up and you're doing this and that and the other, maybe this one horse that's a little tough or whatever needs more time. He just needs riding more. I, I, I think that the trainers that spend the time on certain horses and they do a lot of it themselves. And this and that, and the, I, I think I think you have to. That horse has to be a friend to start with. You know, he can't intimidation is not going to work very much at all. So anyway, uh, I think as we all have our whole life, we work more at night from three on. You know, so uh, anyway, uh, 
a guy asked me one time here not too long ago, he said, what was it like uh, being in Gainesville working around your dad? And I said, well, there wasn't much going on between 12 and 3, midnight and 3 in the morning. So, <laughs> you know, he uh, that man worked hard, you know, and, 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 and the results show that, you know. So, but anyway, be as it may, uh, I was very fortunate to uh, grow up around those guys and, I hear people talk. Everybody's got Dodge stories, you know, but 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 we were real close yeah, up till he passed away. But anyway, uh, through that, they all want to use him as an example. But in uh, the truth of the matter, uh, you know, he was he had a hard shell, but he was a, a very giving person. You know, if if he liked you, he'd do. He he might chew you out one day and come back and give you a bridle next day. You know, that's kind of guy. He was, you know. So anyway, uh, as far as between now until back then, all the guys have a easier way of learning. You know, they got the videos, they got the DVDs, they've got this, that, and the other. And what I see some young people have done in the past, you know, they'll go to my house, they'll come to my house, or they'll go to Ron's, and and Ron will tell them a little something different. They keep changing it up on those horses, and they don't give those horses a chance to really absorb, you know. So uh, not that we may train or our our answers or or what we tell them might be just a little bit different, but, but they don't. There's no shortcuts. Right. I'll just put it that kind way. Kind of looking for that instant gratification, <laughs> looking for that one trick that's yeah. going to yeah. yeah. fix it all. Well, and, 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 and I've dealt with a few non-pros and amateurs and youth through my life. The ones that are really dedicated can, that can spend the time, and most every good non-pro amateur type person, youth, they all spent the time in the saddle. As you know, we can have a horse trained, and then they you put one of those people on them, and then that horse changes. We all know that. And uh, but those 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 better riders that can school one a little bit themselves, and you help them, that horse has a little bit more respect than they do from just putting one on, let them go around kicking them in the belly, and first thing <laughs> right. you know, you can't stop one from here to Thackerville, Oklahoma. You know? <laughs> probably the biggest difference and probably the biggest struggle for the cow horse to get big, Sam, is with the three events, You're it's not easy or it's practically impossible to train one so well that a non-pro can't mess it up, whereas in the reining and the cutting, it's easier, it's still not easy, but it's easier to make one to where a non-pro can step on. Whereas in the cow horse, even if they do it wrong, they have to get in the saddle a certain amount of hours to be able to get through three events. It's just not possible with no dedication to get through it. Well, and and I've seen it from the cutting on through the whatever mm-hmm. uh, discipline you're going to do, uh, Russell. You, uh, it, It's better to have a horse that they can win first, second, third, fourth, they can place on, and maybe you have to show him. And a lot of people try to step them up, and then they have to get back on them and show them again. And, and, and I think the trainers have to train the horse to fit that person. That's whether you're roping, whether you're cutting, whether, you know, they, you can't push him here, tell him here, go here, go there. They don't know where they're going. They can't tell you if they cut a Charlotte cow or a black cow, you know, so that horse has to be fairly solid for them. And if the open rider 
comes in there and, and, and shows him and, and they should be satisfied for by not winning first and keep that horse solid for those people that's mm. paying that's paying you to ride him. You mm-hmm. I think that uh that helps us with our owners in this event is they have to love it because it takes more dedication. It just takes more. You just cannot show up at at the cutting and step on and have him schooled up and get through three three cows. <laughs> you know now, what I mean? Yeah. Because the three event deal is a whole different game. Well, well, it is. Once you get the herd work away, it's done. You know? Yeah. And, and, and then you do the rain work now and uh, or the rain work first now, which I think is good. It's a good move that way for the – for the people putting the show on, they, they don't have to have the cattle there in the extra day or two or whatever. Uh, you can come near having your horse ready to show in the raining instead of showing the herd work and then go to spend all night trying to get him put together for the raining, and then here comes fence work. Mm-hmm. So 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 I think as uh, just looking back, of course, we have the practice pens now. Used to, you know, there wasn't much of a practice pen at all. You had to have him train. I'll use the cutting horses. You know, there's no practice pen. You had to go show. If you went to the stock shows, Denver, Fort Worth, Odessa, pulled in there, and you couldn't get them out. And, and you worked during the rodeo. They'd work for You'd have a long round, which was a go round. Then they'd take the high horses back and work in the uh, four horses in each rodeo performance. they run those cows in on that hard ground, and you worked, and the judges sat on a horse, and uh, but you couldn't leave. You know, you had to stay there. So, anyway, it uh, it did two things. It, it promoted the sport. A lot of people would come through the barns after it was over with, after the rodeo, and they was looking at the horses and this and that and the other. And, you know, potential customers, yep. a lot of them came through that way, you know. So, wonder if there's a way that we can get back to that a little bit and be able to promote those horses or if we're to such an age of specialization that, you know, it – it's rough to draw like that because you know the ground's not going to be exactly what you want in this and that and we're all just kind of you know it's a little bit more of an age of prima donnas myself included to where you know am i gonna go you know if there's no money added up in it you know are you really going to go just for the the promotion of your sport are you going to go use your horse up there you know well well, and 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 two you know these horses are shown through their three-year-old year year, a couple of three maybe fraternities and then you go from there to the derbies and then you go through their five-year-old year through the derbies and then you keep them in the two rain for the bridal spectacular or the hackamore or whatever and you know that it's hard for a horse to stay sound and show hard that many times where you got to try to win some money that usually, uh, you know, uh, my, my, my thought process, maybe I've been completely wrong, but some horses don't make fraternity horses. So why ruin him or cripple him trying to get him to his, but that gets back to the customer you know, because all they think is a fraternity. You know, that's a big one. You know, but but if you but but if you if you handle your 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 owners right, and then this horse comes together in the, in the spring of his four year old year, and then he's su- successful for two years and do all this, and then you got a horse that hadn't had all the runs on him, and now with the monies in the in the the bridal spectaculars you go through your process with the hackamore and then the two rain and 
there's money to be won there, and then you can hold that horse over a year or two. Uh, you, you always see horses that come to the, I'm going to say, the world show in the in the, in, in the bridle, and you can show them in e- either the two-rein and the bridle or the hackamore and the two-rein, I guess. I, I, I believe you can. So, so anyway, because it's last year's year, so mm-hmm. then, then, then you see some of those guys pull those two reins off and they try to show them straight up in the bridle and you know they go do the rein work well and they do the fence work i mean they do the the runs and the turns good and then cow does a little something to them there in the circle and they're out there in no la la land <laughs> and, and, and the horse is is really hadn't he hadn't really come to himself yet in the bridle so so you see that you see but we welcome the entries I'll just put it that way. <laughs> I, I'm glad they're coming. <laughs> well, you got to go somewhere or you, you can't justify the training fees. Well, the, the the old saying is if you don't wait on the horse, he'll make you wait later. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That's a true one. It is, however, a lot easier now to keep those horses going with having the derbies and all the bridal spectaculars and what it was. Maybe not so much when you started, but when I started, it was just the fraternity. Yeah. And after that, all you had was a horse show horse. So after that, you're just hitting county fairs and having fun. Well, you know, I'll use the NCHA. I'll use it. It used to be the fraternity and the derby. And then to make an open horse, you know, you wouldn't show him, really haul him anywhere till he is seven or eight years old, you know, and he was trained. I mean, that. So we would haul those horses around locally here to little AQHA shows, show them in the junior cutting, and two or three times, and that's how we got them ready to go, you mm-hmm. know, and try to finish a horse or a horse that you wanted to keep making open horse out of. So that's that's kind of how we did it. The crossover from the past, like Ron Rawls had a chicken time who cut uh-huh. reined and then did the bridle. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing near the amount of crossover that you saw when you were younger. What well, do you think about that as a, I, for the industry? Well, you know, I, I, I think, I think it's, it's the, the specialty has been driven by the industry. You know, you gotta, you can't be shy here in the rain and just say you go to the NRHA rain and you gotta have a horse that can go do the deal. You know, I just don't think that there's, that many people now that do multiple events and, and there's guys that rope and cow horse we know that and and but they they're they're still struggling a little bit in the herd work you know and 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 I'm not singling anybody out but but it's it's just it's true but I think what's really got better the last eight or ten years is the herd work I mean used to they would, I can still see it. They, you know, the horse would stop 15 foot short of the walls, uh, the sides of the arena, and the herd ho- or the turnback men run driving back over where he's at. You know, mm. we've seen that. We, we've been through that. And when we put the position in control box as a one point penalty, it made them get out there where they're supposed to be, you know, go stop the cow and not be in a, in a, in a short deal you know so so i think i think the person that really changed the cutting uh, you know the herd work it says herd work how do we cut that cow how did we 
if we just peel him off the side, mm. you go, we have to have a deep cut now, you know, which we always did. But, but, but it, I think Boyd Rice had the biggest deal because he cut really good, you know, and he, he's comfortable there. And, and, and he did, he did it. And then he had to do the, learn how to do the raining and the fence work and all this stuff. And he's, he, he's done well, you know. So anyway, uh, with this being said, I think Boyd probably changed the, the herd, the herd, and, herd work, and probably more of cutting them out of herd than what he did out in front of the herd. He was, he is, was, and is so consistent yeah. at three good, smooth cuts. Yeah. So yeah. he just starts out. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead. Whereas there's so many people that when you're judging, there is no way to plus those cuts and they need to be a minus. Well, well, it, it there's a lot goes into that russell uh you know a plus cut is is a is a is a, a somebody that rides in and comes out with a cow you can see him coming with mm-hmm. and, and and but they keep coming till they get by all the extra cows and they drop their hand mm-hmm. or give a horse some slack and to me, that's a plus in the center of the arena or the middle half. I'm going to use, they say, a third, a third. It's it's the middle. It, it, it's a big half, and then the quarters are on the outside. You see somebody coming through there, and, 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 and they got a good cut coming, and all of a sudden they wind up with an extra cow running straight at that fence over there. So the best it can be is a check minus cut. You know, I mm. mean, I mean, you're by, and, and, and rightfully so, uh, you should handle that herd and not ruin five cows cutting one. And, 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 and we, we don't see that as much as we used to, you know, you know, get tagged in there. And then used to, I, I think the score sheets have, has really helped us Russell, uh, because you can give credit to that cut and then the control and everything, everything falls into one deal, you know, so. But uh, anyway, uh, there's just so many variables on the cut. Just say you, you're first, second, or third in the set, and, and, and you ride in, and herd holders know kind of what you, you're looking for. You all talk before you go down there. And, and, and that cow sitting on the corner, well, you ride in there, and you, you drive him out, even though he keeps coming and he's out and out where he needs to be. That's just a check cut because you didn't incur any herd to go through or whatever you know and a lot of times uh, it's just like the water parting and this guy comes up through there and he trots right up to this cow and he gets where he wants to go who knows how the cow separated there but he come out of the middle of that herd or off the back fence with this cow so you got to give him some credit there yeah that's not easy to do especially on a horse you've blown down the fence a lot well, and I, and I feel like that was more evident to me after I judged uh-huh. than it was before I judged. How much the cut sets up the whole run. It's, you, that, it, it, it's just like going down the fence. It, it's where you are on that corner when you leave that corner where you are on that cow. You know, That sets the whole run up. If hmm. you're behind... You're going to be behind. You 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 leave a big gap there, and you open the arena up for that fence run, mm. and that cow's got the whole arena to go to. You know, it, it it's basically the same. Any really good run in the herd work, you know, three, four, five, six kind of run, uh, they they've all got at least two really good cuts on there. You know, they do, they do. 
not chopping one off of the back of the herd that's rolling by them. Well, the cu- cutting the last, cutting the last cow, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, so, but, but, be as it may, the times change. I think what most judges have to really realize in, in their whether whatever they're doing, the herd work, rain work, or fence work, what is a seventy? What's a seventy score? That's the hardest score to mark. What's a seventy? Mm-hmm. You know. My 70 might be Chris's 72 or might be your 71. But, but as I, I mean, at, at, at any of the three disciplines, you know. But I, I've, like in the reigning, I'm no NRHA judge, uh, never been a member. But I try to keep that zero as tight as I can and either give them some credit or take a little bit away, you know, in each maneuver. So, so anyway, I, I think. If people will concentrate on uh, the judges, will concentrate on what is a seventy, what is a seventy, you know, and 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 what's a seventy on the fence work? Well, you know, he had kind of form turns, kind of form turns. He is close. He was tight. How about the circles? Well, the circles were okay. I mean, credit earning just checks, you know. You uh, and and we know what the what the big runs are the big runs are easy to mark easy but, yeah but but the runs that's got the ups and downs in them is the those ones. are the those, those are the ones on sand the, the, those are the tough ones they and are. so people especially riders sometimes will start saying whining about their score not being high enough and you got to keep that judging positive keep it positive well i feel like when you try to judge positive and you give a little more than you should, sure, you're being nice to that guy, yeah. but you cheated all the other ones. Well, here, here's here's my summation of it today is let's take the herd work. And you're sitting there 71 or two on two cows. You know, that's, that, uh, that's kind of the way we do it. And just say this guy chips the first cow. It's a check cut. But this is a pretty nice horse. You can tell he's a nice horse, and and, and he stays in in the in the middle or in the half. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's uh, just say a seventy-two, and then say all of a sudden he runs in there to cut a third cow, and he when he drops his hands, he's got fifteen seconds left. And he he this horse you're you're, you're kind of liking him. I mean he's okay. And then this horse has a big miss. I mean a big miss. And this cow runs over there, and the herd holder is in the place he's supposed to be. But if that herd holder wasn't there, he's either got a three or a five-point penalty. Mm-hmm. So with that, in my, in my thinking, I'm going to take a minus two on excessive help simply because he saved him from a three or five-point penalty. So with that... I've got a, 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 a A, and I got a minus in control. I got a minus in eye appeal, plus two. That's a sixty-five, pretty much on that cow. Mm-hmm. So sixty-five and a seventy-one is what? It's a six-point difference. He's a sixty-eight or nine kind of run, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, what I see is you you let somebody have a big hole in a run, whether it's a fence work or the drug a lead for two quarters in the rain in or something. And then you have this herd work that should be below 70, but sometimes he marks us 70 with that big hooey yep. in there. Yep. And 
And here's a here here's a rider with a horse that's been really solid all the way through. He's a 16, say, all the way through, and then has a pretty decent fence work, and he marks a little bit more or reigning mark. This guy come, that had the big hole that got mm-hmm. an extra couple of points, which he probably shouldn't have had, and he knocks this guy out of mm-hmm. the finals. By, half? By a half. <laughs> yes, and that's what I think that when when there's a big hole in a run, that horse can make it back, but the horse that's been really pretty damn solid through there the whole time, uh, he misses the open finals, misses the intermediate finals or whatever finals he falls in. I just think that we need to get a little more information out for the, especially the herd work. Uh, You know, a lot of the judges aren't ever going to judge a limited age event for NRCHA. Big part of them's not. Mm -hmm. But they do go judge those in the, areas and the affiliates out and everybody's having the derbies and stuff you know and in the herd work there's no separation much in the you know people just don't have the information to really market like it should Mm. that's that's my opinion and it's just a fence work you know you go have two plus turns and then you go to the middle and this cow gets away from you and you're chasing him out there three circles to try to get to him and you never really get to him. So you're, you know, he plus the rate plus the turns and then the position and controls the biggest box on the sheet as far as you get one mark in that. Mm -hmm. So he goes from a two or three run down to 68 or seven or lower, you know, and, and, and I don't think, I, I just think that 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 we uh, being positive, and I'm always been a positive person, but when it's time not to be positive, you have to go there too. You mm-hmm. know, you have to take a horse down. You know, uh, to uh, 66, 60, maybe 65. Who who knows what it's going to be at with, with penalties and links by or lost work advantage, but 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 that position and control box is a big one for me for the fence work. You know. It's got to leave a mark. Yeah, it yeah. does. You got to leave a mark because what if he didn't do that? Right, right. Then right. he's good. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know what? That might be a great horse, might be a great rider, just not today. Not today. We can't go over past performances. It's what happens today. So speaking of great fence runs, why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit about Legendary Colonel and that uh, world champion run that is one that I remember very clearly. Mm. Well, you know, uh, I bought that horse uh, off of Annie at Stephenville when he was just turned four. And anyway, uh, I took him home and, uh, we, uh, I, I rode him there and, and that horse was, was a hard horse to change leads on. I mean, he'd kick right over his head half the time. <laughs> you know, he's a little, he's a little, he's a little rascal. So anyway, I spent a year riding him there and I logged him some, which he had horse wasn't, I mean, he was pretty live, that horse was. So anyway, and then I went to tracking some yearlings around on him, healing them and this and that and the other. Then I went to roping on him. And then when I started back showing him that horse, that horse took it a lot better. He, he sure did. And, and he's a smart horse. He's a horse that you couldn't, you couldn't pick on. You know, you had to do something to him. And if he's going to do it, do it about three days before you showed him, you know, because he'd tell off on you somewhere, you know. So, anyway, uh, 
he wasn't all easy, but 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 he 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 was a good horse. He was he is a good horse. What about that run in particular at the World Show? Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, we uh, there for several years we had this some straight little blacks up there, and you know how that round pin is, you know. So anyway, you know you you just go with what you think's good, and that horse read a cow really good, and uh, we we get a couple of plus turns and everybody had a little trouble and got got him circled up there and I kind of gave him a little bit of slack I wasn't holding him r- real tight because he didn't like that anyway and uh when it's all said and done here we are we we, we snuck by him and uh I think Murphy might have been second on old sparking train or mm. something that year so anyway we uh that horse was good for me he he, he and uh, you know I roped on him like two years at at the Texas Classic, and I broke the barrier on one and the Red Bud, and I put like a hundred heading points on him there. That jumped in two different circuits for well, two years. I know that run left a heck of a mark on me. I don't know. Were you there? Do you remember that, Russell? <laughs> I saw it on video. Yeah, that rascal come out of the air and he eats on his hind parts now and backs him all the way down the arena. I mean, shoot fire! I think you were three quarters the way. Still boxing this thing, and it's snorting and blowing, and I don't know. I figured they'd blow you off, but they left you on this rascal, and you got him turned around and rolled up there and, oh, made one of them corners. His textbook of a floating corner is what yeah. I call it, yeah. you know, because you really weren't up against that fence because that cow, I mean, that's just where you had to take him from. I had to. Man, just yeah. right in the right spot right there. and Got him back over there to that fence and swallowed that rascal up. Whoa. Um, that's what that's supposed to look like right there now. Yeah, so, yeah, he 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 was a good horse for us. Wow. He, he was. He is a good horse. He was. He's a nice horse. That's how you're supposed to handle a bad cow that's in it. the boxing. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't. I, I didn't know if I knew how to handle him, but I trust. <laughs> I trusted my horse. <laughs> I knew what I'd have done to him out in the pasture. I'd have roped him, drug him back up there. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. There we are. <laughs> there seems to be a common theme. We get to hearing a lot about these good runs that end up involve a lot of trusting your horse and uh, trying to get the heck out of the way. That's where it's at. If mm-hmm. they can't think of it, you can't think of it for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're well, too slow. <laughs> that that has to do with a lot of it. You know, if you have to push him here and make sure you got his rib up here and this, like Dodge always said, he said form's not the only, not not everything. It's the only thing, mm. and that 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 goes with. If you're roping or whatever, you know, whatever discipline you go at. What do you see from the judge's chair the most? Like, what's the one thing that just irritates the heck out of you the most that these riders are giving you that you're just, just like to slap them or something, you know? Like, I mean, just quit. (laughs) Would you stop doing that? I'm trying to mark you. You won't let me. won't let me. Like, give us a, give us a gym here that folks that we can share a little. Well, well, I, here's what I, here's what I see. And, I know we got away with it. It started at San Angelo to get in the third turn, maybe a fourth turn. If that cow's strong, just stay with him, you know. And uh, I, I see, I see people sometimes get two turns. They think they're going to mark a big score with two turns, and it, it's it's really not that. Sometimes they get it pulled off. Sometimes they mark a big score, but when you pull off that fence and go to the circle if you're not with that horse or whatever or i mean the cow and then you get drug around out there a little bit what i've what i've been seeing them do is like they get a left turn right turn and they're gonna go to the circle 
instead of going to the outside, I call it the scenic route. They switch sides and go to a left circle out of the right turn. And if the cow's leaning, whichever way she's leaning, but, but those that take the outside and they can't get there and they wind up down kind of in the end of the arena, wherever they're at, and, and instead of having that cow in the middle of the pen. You know, I, I, I see that. I still see that. But a lot of the guys, uh, girls too, they, 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 whichever way that cow's leaning, just say you get a left turn and a right turn and the cow come in on the cow end, but she's headed to the opposite end where you came in. And if they change sides, they can get to the cow quicker and then they have more control of the cow. That's what I see. I think a lot of people get scared right there, or they think that, well, I've come off here and I've started into this circle, and I've got nowhere to go but finish this circle. Instead yeah. of thinking that our, hey, our, I can change sides here, and yes, uh, uh, you know, there's not a penalty. I think people get, like, I say they feel like they're committed, well, and they're going to get hurt if you don't do that, or forced into it, or forced into it. And we've all been there, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. So, so, so anyway, I, I think. You know, they, they, they talk about the loop. You know, a, a cow that jumps off a horse's butt, you can't help that. I mean, he's just stupid, you know. But if they if they get in there and get after him and come again, even if they get their first turn on a strong cow, and then they come back and they get the second turn and that cow shoots out behind them and no fault of the horse or the turn or the rider, if they would, then they think they sometimes have to circle there mm-hmm. why not just loop him on the second end go go to the middle of the pen and get your turn and you're you're out in the wide open to get to him and get him circle right. that's stop I, I i think indecision creates a lot of that stuff i do let one mistake turn into four more mistakes right well there. sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah sure there's some big time runs that crumble wallering around down there on that out gate mm. trying to get the circles yeah 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 and or the horse runs out of you know, uh, we don't know what happens, right. but, but, but instead of trying to get on your second turn and trying to get there to circle, why not just loop him and go to the middle and get another turn? You're going to wind up with more points. Mm-hmm. You know, when you fill the cards up mm-hmm. sure. with, with check pluses and pluses or whatever, it's better than a minus in a working out of position, you know, yeah, so, darn right. so instead of losing two, you'll gain two back doing it the other way, you know? It does feel like we're kind of gravitating back to giving more credit to circling in the center of that arena rather than putting up with circling on the men's. Well, and it should be, Russell. It should be because you have more control of the cow. You can show your horse if you've got a good horse and he can get there and he can run. I, I, I always, you know, you think of the soundness of a horse. It's easier for a horse to run straight and make make a turn on the fence three turns on the fence, it's way easier on him than making two and trying to chase him down out there in a circle, trying to catch up to him. You'll come near crippling a horse there than you will running straight and making a turn. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. And also, if you, most of the time when you're circling off your second turn, you're forced. You're forced to the circle because you don't feel like you can – you're not in the right position to get back on the fence and go down for that third turn, start on that middle marker where you're supposed to. So if you're forced on it, what's the chances of it being a great set of circles? Well, that horse, a lot of cow horses can run, 
there's not a lot of them that can really run and stay under control. Mm, mm-hmm. So we see a horse when he gets extended, mm. even on the fence turn, when he's getting, he's giving you all he's got just to get there. You know, that, uh, that, that turn might not be as good as you might think it might be riding that horse. And, and, and you take a, I'll, I'll use a good horse for an example, that buckskin horse that Sarah rode, mm-hmm. Chris, yep. you know, that horse, that horse could fly sure. and he never put his feet in a bad spot. He never stumbled. He never did anything. He could just run, but he was under control, you know, mm-hmm. and so many horses, they get extended to that point that they lose the stop, the turn. They, uh, I, I'm not saying they all do, but you'll see some that can't run and then they try to circle and then they can't catch up to him at all, sure. you know. Isn't so. it exciting and, and give you a form what have warm, fuzzy feeling, see them horses circling on the wrong lead? <laughs> usually, 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 I hate that. Well, I, well, I do too. And, and, but it, I, I think it, I think two things that happen. I think when a person, I'll use the non-pros, amateur people, they, 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 they don't know. They, they know where they're at, but they don't know how they got to a spot in a run down the fence. And, and anyway, everybody in the grandstands hollering, screaming at them, the trainers get there, run, 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 get there, get there. And well, damn, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> sometimes it's, it's not, it's not conducive to, you almost want to take your clipboard and hold it up where you don't watch, you know, you don't see them. Bite the dust out there. Clickety, 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 clickety. <laughs> yeah. Jerking yeah, kick every- him again. It'll yeah. be all right. Then, they get- Lord. Then, 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 then when they come in with a drag, they're picking up six or eight shoes out there and <laughs> all this stuff, you know. So anyway, uh, that's just, uh, that's fun. But anyway, it, uh, it, it it's all about the position and control and all of mm. them. Well, well, right on. I think pretty good. Sam, got anything you want to just add? I think the, the, the rain cow horse industry is in a really great place right now. And, uh, I think going forward here, uh, we, we, we need to get some new sponsors if we can have this thing to where, you know, it, it, uh, that fraternity pays down really good now it does. And, but getting back to the world show and the world's greatest, we're at a good, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of people that, that live in Weatherford or horse people that from around the area they always come to that and he, as we know it's standing room only there you know so anyway uh, i think every i think the rain cow horse is the best show in town because it's a little bit like nascar you don't know where something's gonna you're gonna have a <laughs> wreck out there or something and and it's fun to watch you know it's it's uh, either you go to the ncha fraternity and watch them get a set of horses in and take a hour and a half a set and take 40 minutes to settle a set of cattle. And, you know, that's uh, hard. Well, well, it is hard and it's hard. You know, it's great to see the finals or the semis, but the, you know, it just, it's, it's a long process. And, you know, I, I know they use right at 10,000 head there at Fort Worth for, Mm. for, and it's all fresh cattle. So anyway, it, uh, it is what it is. I know one thing I was going to ask you, Sam, you've, been around this deal a long time the horse industry in general seen a lot of ebbs and flows in it and you know they teach history in schools because it tends to repeat itself and so we're on a big upswing right now with the rain cow horse everything moving here and everybody's doing good what are some things that we need to be cautious about as a association and 
as trainers as to things that are going to lend itself to, to slowing down that growth process or some pitfalls that maybe sudden growth can bring on you? Well, I here's what I see. I see that, you know, as long as we can get the intermediate money there for the snaffle bit, you know, I think it's 50000 cents used to do it. I don't know if they still do it. I hadn't kept up with it. But when we can, when, if we can add to that, I think, you know, the level one, let people come in, start up there. You know, I know Matt Cook did. He came mm-hmm. to Reno the first time there. Yeah, and, entered only in the level one. Yeah, and yep. it entered only in the level one. So, so with that being said, long as we, at the snaffle bit fraternity this year, I think Russell and I touched on it here earlier. There, of course, I'm not active like I was back in the day. But, but anyway, you see people come that you've never heard of. You don't even know where they came from, you know, and they're from the East Coast, West Coast, North, South, wherever. And uh, that's great to see. And, and, and as long as we keep an even playing field and, and the judging is correct, I think that this thing will just keep going. You know, I, I, I do. And, you, you know, you're always going to level off. But I, I believe in Fort Worth, Cowtown is a place that's a really good fit there. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, 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 and I know I've, I enjoyed Reno. I enjoyed going out there and, and took bridal horses out there but, but, and, and a fraternity horse. But anyway, make a long story short, it has to uh, – I, I, I believe that where it is now – and it's easier for people to fly in and out of and get there. And uh, I just think as long as we keep it, we don't hit a, we don't, we our, our budget helps. I think the Texas money coming in is going to be a big, big deal for us. More money, more payout, more this, that. It's all about money, you know. And I, I uh, the people that really love the sport and – whether the ground's good or not, everybody has to show on it. Mm. But the Kaiser drags helped us 100% because you can change it from the rain into the fence sure. work and not spend two days getting it ready to go, you know. Mm-hmm. So so with that being said, I think it's, a, it's all a positive deal. And a lot of guys wanted to – never had the opportunity to cut in the cutting at Fort Worth and having the – Herd work in there, you know, that's a pretty historic place. So, yeah, yeah I remember we did the oh, that uh, Mars Equine Youth World's Greatest, and they uh, let them have that practice, yeah, in there in the Will Rogers. And yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, man, a lot <laughs> think about this doing a practice work in yeah. the Will Rogers Coliseum on a bed of white sand in front of these bucking shoots. Like, uh-huh. wonder if these little buggers know how lucky they are right now. <laughs> it's kind of like the team roping back in the day. There's no numbers. We all grew up with no numbers. Yeah. You know, you just had to enter up and take your shot, you know, right. and it, it uh, then the numbers come in and all of a sudden here's these kids that's 13, 14, 15s already won three trucks and six trailers <laughs> and $300,000. You know, they don't know what pressure is. They don't know. Yeah. You know, the, the, my, my definition of pressure, I, I heard Ron a little bit, you know, he'd get tight. You know what pressure is, Ron? Yeah. Fear of failure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I like it. It is. It is. It is. Anyway, I enjoyed having you guys, and thanks for asking me to come on here. You bet. You bet. Thank you, Sam.
Thank you for listening to episode two of Cow Horse, Full Contact. Please like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram to stay tuned for future episodes.